you'd like to be a part of Transfer Tea, fill out our submissions form, find the link in the description or on any of our social platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to Transfer Tea. Today I'm here with Shiloh and I'm going to let her introduce herself and she's got a really interesting perspective and story so I'm really excited to talk through that. So hi Shiloh, how's it going? Hi, so I'm Shiloh. I am a chemistry major. I transferred from the College of San Mateo to the University of California, Berkeley, which is the better school. There's actually, this is so random and weird to say at the very beginning of a podcast, but there's like a Stanford memes page and there's so much like anime love stories between Stanford and Berkeley. Yeah, I see that on all the Berkeley meme pages and I'm like, you guys used to make good memes and now you're just trying to, I don't know, get with your rival school. It's getting a little weird. Weird. I, was, I entered at a weird time. <laughs> okay, cool. I thought it was just as, yeah. as it was weird. So now you're at Berkeley and it's amazing, an amazing school Mm -hmm. for chemistry, but you had a journey to get there. And I think kind of as we were talking, it started probably back in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. So what was high school like for you? And at what point did you decide on CSM? So when I was in high school, I was like, I went to Burlingham High School and I was kind of the typical like what we would call the Burlingame prep student, the student who does a bunch of AP classes, studies hard for the standardized testing, and um, is involved in a lot of extracurriculars. And I remember by like my junior year of high school, I had signed up for maybe like four or five AP classes and honors. And I was involved in like different activities. And I remember getting one B and crying thinking that I would never get into university, all because of a B. And in high school, I very much came off as like the kind of person who wanted to go to like an Ivy League school or like Stanford or MIT, something like that. And when it got to the time of writing my college applications, even though I had a pretty good like application in terms of like my scores and like what I did, I ended up not getting into any of the universities I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And there was one school that I got into, but it would cost way too much. And so I ended up deciding to go to community college. And the one near me was CSM. And I, when I first went to CSM, I felt like I'd almost failed high school in a sense. Everyone I've Burlingame would always say that community college is for people who are like stupid and lazy and like most people at Burlingame are rich and white and then I get to community college where most people are neither rich nor very white and I don't think it's a coincidence that my rich white high school would tell us that hey community college is for stupid and lazy people when community college is filled with marginalized groups like people of color, immigrants, low-income families, international students. I don't think it's a coincidence, yeah, that, like, there are certain stereotypes perpetuated by the oppressor. It is really interesting, and I think 
I, I saw the same like going to CSM, but of course, before you sort of entered there, you're still being perpetuated with this idea that you should be ashamed that you ended up, if you will, at a mm-hmm. CSM. Was that sort of like, did you feel like that for a while? Or was it like, when did that change for you? Like, when did that kind of realization hit that this was more than okay and like something you could be proud of? I think I was okay with the idea of going to community college around my second year. Because I remember even throughout my first year, you can kind of see that everyone internalizes that community colleges were stupid and lazy people. I remember in some of my classes, people would ask me, like, how many AP classes did you do in high school? And I would be like, about like 12. And they would be like, then why are you here? Yeah. And I had done well in a lot of my classes at CSM and all my, you know, I would have several people ask me, then why did you like come to community college? Like you deserve better. And even in high school, when I ended up choosing, uh, when I ended, when I ended up choosing CSM, a lot of my friends were like, even though like you didn't get into any of your dream schools, like you deserve better than that. Which is, I know they meant well, but it does kind of hurt when people tell you that you deserve better than community college. I think that's so true. And I was talking, I think in a different interview about how, because the stigma is so strong, so many of us internalize it. And you do get a lot, a lot of people are always just like, why are you here? And it's not in the sense of like, oh, like, what's your journey? Tell me. It's just like, no, seriously, why, why are you, what are you doing here? Um, And it it doesn't have to be that way. I think I got Mm -hmm. that a lot too of like, like, I think for me, a lot of people were like, so is it financial? Like you just couldn't afford to go anywhere else. And I was like, first of all, that's not okay to ask anyone. Um, But Mm -hmm. second of all, like that, those assumptions are just, they are hurtful. Because, like, you were, I mean, look at where you are now. And, like, even Mm -hmm. when you were at CSM, like, you're still doing well, like, doing your best, thriving. Mm -hmm. So I think it's crazy. I hope that, like, someone who's listening who kind of has that can be like, oh, like, maybe let me take a step back and, like, reassess. Um, But anyways, when you were at community college and you kind of saw this diversity, how did, did you get involved with that? Like, what kind of things did you do beyond just your classes at CSM? So when I was at CSM, my main activities on campus were tutoring in uh, the Science Center, the ISC, and I also was a part of our honors program called the Honors Project. Yeah. How did you find those opportunities? I know that's a huge question for students. Um, Mm -hmm. Granted, it's different now, but still relevant. I remember one of the things I didn't like about going to community college was I everyone talks about how you can get research opportunities at foreign universities. Mm-hmm. And I was very like nervous that I would fall behind if I didn't have any sort of like research opportunities. So I was looking up, I was just like looking through the CSM website, seeing like what activities there were, reading some like stories of successful transfers. And I heard a lot of people talk about the Honors Project. And that led me to, like, read about the honors project on the website and find, you know, the application. What were the requirements? What did I have to write in order to be a part of the honors project? I think that's so interesting because, like, as you're saying that, I'm thinking back to me when I graduated high school. And I didn't do that. Like, no part of my brain was like, let me sit down 
and Google the school that I'm going to mm-hmm. and see what they have. That's so like smart, but I just, I literally never did that. I should have done that. Yeah, that reminds me. One of the things, one of the advice that I would give to anyone who's going to community college, don't just treat it as a place to get out of. You want to go into community college the same way you would go into a four-year university with the mindset of how can I make the most out of my experience? So like, yeah, this reminds me. Okay. So there are many things you have to do at community college, like certain activities um, for both like the sake of applying to college and, you know, learning more about yourself. Um, And you're going to have to take certain classes to transfer. And when it came to picking my GEs, I was very sloppy with how I chose them. I was, I picked my GEs based on, okay, like, this is kind of your typical GE class, like, intro to psych or, like, intro to philosophy. And I ended up really regretting picking those classes. What I've noticed is that, first of all, if a class is titled something like Psych 100, General Psychology, or, like, Philosophy 100, Introduction to Philosophy, Typically, these like really introductory classes are not required for some of the higher numbered courses. Mm-hmm. And because the intro classes tend to be very broad, um, you don't really go in depth in anything. So I really wish that I had picked something like, like a specific philosophy class like logic. Mm-hmm. Or I always wish that I did a political science class, especially with like, the current like political climate in America. I really wish I took poli sci. Like technically I could take that at Berkeley, but I also have like a bunch of major requirements to fulfill. And it's like more expensive and the class sizes are gonna be much bigger. Completely so. I think that's like that is just such good advice. Like to to take advantage of the fact that you're paying well if you're local that you're paying like $48 a unit instead of, I don't even know how much we pay per unit now. Um, but that's so smart. Like take something specific. I know I took, I mean, I needed it for my major, but I took like political theory and it was so interesting. It was like a version of philosophy, but like focused in politics. And I was like, Oh, this is really cool. (laughs) One of my few classes that transferred, but it, it, it really is a great idea to just like, to, to think about that and such so like let me check off the box like I need this for a get see whatever I'll just take it mm-hmm. I think yeah and the same with sciences like everyone has to take a lab oh that's a kind of random question but like if you could recommend a lab like what was the your favorite lab class that you took my favorite lab class I took was probably it would have been second semester organic chemistry if it weren't for COVID the pandemic we were doing really interesting labs, but then the pandemic hit and we didn't get to do any more of the fun labs. So I would have picked that if it weren't for the pandemic. But since we had a global pandemic and I couldn't do my labs, I think first semester organic chemistry. That's really cool. Would have been my favorite lab class. The only issue is that in order to take this, you have to get through general chemistry, okay. which is kind of boring. Yeah. Especially the Gen Chem labs. Probably boring to you, but like insanely difficult for me. I was like, I think mm-hmm. I took 
like the first gen chem <laughs> I was like I struggled I went to every SI session because I just didn't understand anything at all um so that's true but yeah I mean at least you got it like <laughs> that, that's why majors are different <laughs> um, yeah that's cool I sort of lost track because now I'm thinking about how hard general chemistry was for me but back to CSM and applying in school so you did you did like a two-year track at CC right Mm -hmm. so that like when you were applying I guess fall of your second year what was that like for you how did you pick classes Uh, did you know it was Berkeley from the beginning since you had also already applied in high school it'd be cool if you could touch on like how that experience differed for you so when I was in high school, I really just wanted to go. I applied to mostly the Ivy Leagues. I applied to Stanford and MIT. I applied to UC. Mm-hmm. I applied to a few UCs. I didn't apply to Berkeley at the time. I didn't really want to go to Berkeley at that time. Um, but then where else did I apply? Oh, I applied to Fordham University, which was this really expensive university in New York that offered basically no financial aid, which is why I didn't go. So initially, I didn't really want to go to Berkeley. However, at the time, I had a crush on a guy who was going to Berkeley, and he was majoring in EECS, uh, which stands for Electrical Engineering and Computer Science. And around the time I started liking him was also the time I started learning how to program and write computer code and I think because I liked him and I was learning coding I sort of associated the two with each other and I very much convinced myself that I was interested in computer science I was like I'm gonna do CS at Berkeley and I remember like the thing that very much made me change from computer science was my second attempt at an honors project and I want to emphasize the word attempt because I ended up never finishing this project for a couple reasons first of all this was a computer science research project and I very quickly realized I don't want to do research in computer science it was boring incredibly dense and it just didn't excite me and second of all I mean, I don't want to name names, but let's just say that the professor I was working with wasn't the best at his job. He's not very responsive. All I can really remember is him yelling at the class that computer science is the only valid major and that if you study computer engineering, you're going to have like four possible job opportunities where you should switch to computer science. (laughs) I can only imagine sitting there and being like, right, okay, thank you. Um, one of my friends is studying industrial engineering and he told her that she should switch to computer science he's very judgmental of other people's majors at least it got you at least it got you on track to what you wanted wanted to be yeah yeah so was that sort of how you like doing research in comp sci and then not having the best support system in that sense like kind of helped you realize that wasn't your path yeah how did you decide on chemistry then? Like, so around the same time, I was taking 
physics, which was required for the CS major. And I really liked physics and I was like, okay, I want to take more science classes. So what can I do like in addition to physics? And I was thinking back in high school, I actually really enjoyed AP chemistry. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do more general chemistry and then try out organic chemistry. And <laughs> through taking these classes, I realized that I really enjoy learning physics and chemistry. And when it came to choosing between chemistry and physics, I ended up picking chemistry for a couple of reasons. First of all, if I chose chemistry, then I wouldn't have to take any biology classes. And I hated biology. Yeah, um, yeah because at Berkeley, chemistry is its own department. So we have an entire college of chemistry. And you only have to take, for the chemistry major, you only need like 15 units um, of general education. Um, but if I were to do physics, I would have had, I would have been in the College of Letters and Sciences, which were required GEs such as a life science. And I'm not interested in taking life science classes. Nope. I feel that. But that's all science for me. <laughs> but so how did you sort of figure that stuff out? I think there's a lot of people who maybe could be like, oh, I relate to that. Like, that's really cool. But how did, how did you find that? Was it just Googling or like, how did, like figuring that's navigating that stuff while you're not at that school? I feel like it's harder. Um, so how did so you know? one, of, one of the things I, a few of the things I did were I read a lot about the school's like website. Um, and I also contacted one of the advisors in the College of Chemistry asking like, hey, are, would my requirements be okay for the like minimum, like do I have the minimum requirements for admission? So yeah, if you're in community college and you're interested in transferring to a certain school, don't be afraid to reach out to any of the like academic advisors at that school. Um, even if they take a while to respond, it's still nice to get that help, especially from like a school if you're like really interested in. Exactly. Did you do that for other schools or did was that kind of like Berkeley became the focus of that? Um, it was just for Berkeley. Cool. Yeah, I did. I think I had my counselor and I contacted Berkeley too because I had some questions and they were really friendly. Like they got back mm -hmm. like in decent time for like mm -hmm. the amount of stuff they have to do. Yeah. That's really good advice. So what would you recommend to students who are interested in transferring? Maybe they kind of have like in the back of their head, like, oh, I did this in high school. I didn't get in. Do you have advice for people in that kind of area or that mindset? I remember, oh, when I was in high school and it came to writing the essays for, the, for my college application, I think that's where I fell short. I kind of just describe what my interests were I don't reflect how these interests would influence my career goals and eventually what I wanted to do in life. Whereas when it came to writing my UC app, I focused more on, I tried my best to self-reflect. And I would talk about like how I plan to make the most out of my final two years out of UC. I hear a lot of people throw around the advice 
you in your college essays you want to show that you're an interesting person but like yeah i think the more realistic advice is show that you can be an interesting and successful person because at the end of the day like colleges they want to produce successful alumni people who will give the school a good reputation that's a good thing to have in mind like sort of expand that for yourself i like that i think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on their essays and then mm -hmm. it ends up not working out because there's just too much pressure mm -hmm. but in reality like yeah. just focus on what you did um and who you are like you said like even reflecting automatically will kind of generate that for you mm -hmm. so i really like that advice like agree as well especially for the uc app like the way they format that so as we sort of like come to an end, like now that you are at Berkeley, if you reflect on your two years plus maybe like your time in high school, what would you sort of tell yourself? Like if you could go back maybe right when you were starting CSM or right after you got um, your decisions in high school from universities, what kind of like, what would you tell yourself? I think I would tell myself, make the most out of your next two years. Don't procrastinate planning your schedule and stuff. If you know someone who has been at the school before, ask them for advice on what would be good classes to take and what are some good professors to take. Yeah, yeah that's very solid. Um, and I guess if you could kind of speak, I think this is probably something you feel very passionate about, um, but if you could speak to the stigma and you could maybe address some of those people who were like what are you or like you deserve better why are you going to community college um well how would you address that now that you've gone through the process oh i had one of my friends tell me well at least i didn't have to apply to college twice to which i would say i mean i love this friend but i would probably say to her well at least i didn't have to find out i have a bunch of racist friends like like a lot of my friends they did get into good schools they got into great schools but the best like some of the nicest things they would say about their friends is my friends are really smart and I'm like that's, that's like all you can say about your friends do they have a personality <laughs> and they're like yeah and I also noticed that a lot of my friends who like went to four-year universities like right out of high school they'll be like oh people from like this major are like really like snobby like the pre-meds are so annoying but like in my experience at least at community college I found that the pre-med students I met were all like very like nice and humble. And I think that's because a lot of us know that community college is sort of a special opportunity for us to achieve our goals in life. And that we can't just throw this opportunity away. Whereas I think that a lot of times people who get into four-year universities or like some people who are in certain programs that guarantees them admission to med school. I think those people, while they probably have worked really hard to get to where they are, just it kind of feels like they take things for granted. Like they haven't really been told no from someone. Mm -hmm. Same way a lot of community college students have been told no from other people. Exactly. So you really can grow from that rejection. And I mean, not to say that everybody needs to, but it maintaining the ability to be humble um, is something you really do see at CCs. I completely agree. And 
-hmm. it is certainly very easy to diversify <laughs> your experience at a CC just because of its nature. But I really like that. So hopefully that can help those who are listening if they are at a community college to just be happy where they are and then hopefully mm -hmm. take some of your past advice to like really make the most of that time. And yeah, is there anything you want to leave us with before we wrap things up? Thank you so much for being on the show. I hope that, I guess you start Berkeley tomorrow. So I hope that your first semester is amazing and hopefully soon can be in person. But yeah, thank you for being on the show and congratulations on everything. Um, it was great to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Transfer Tea. Check back in next Tuesday for another interview. Bye.